listener. This is Tuned In Dialed Up. I don't usually do the intros. Oh, ooh, exciting day. That was, that, was a, that, that was a good first run at it. Thank you. Uh, I am Will Williams. Yeah, I'm Will Williams. I almost got confused. It happens. It happens. I am Will Williams, and I am here with the inimitable Gavin Gaddis. How do you do this? <laughs> I, it's just it's just a muscle memory thing. I can say words, I promise. Tuned up, t- tuned in, dialed up. <laughs> tuned in, dialed up is a podcast about podcasts. Gavin, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm also very self-conscious after doing the transcript for last episode, because now I'm thinking about how the way I phrase things will trick the algorithm. (laughs) Will it? Yeah, if you, like, speak quickly or use certain, like, phonemes really close together, it starts being like, what? And if you Mm. use the word Patreon, it starts to have a bad time. Oh, yeah. What, um, what system are you using? Are you using Otter? Oh, I haven't tried Otter yet. I, I I was just going with the old standby of Tammy, uh, oh, but I might try Otter. Tammy. Otter is, like, cheapy, so you might want to give it a try. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Speaking of transcripts, Will, before we get started, I need to go into housekeeping, but just to tease everybody, today we're going to be talking about our experiences making audio drama. <laughs> uh-huh. We need to do a quick little bit of housekeeping and thank the wonderful producers on Patreon oh. who are keeping the show going. Thank you. Thank you, producers. Gavin, who are who are those producer friends? Our producers who are supporting at the producer level at patreon.com forward slash Gavin G. Hi, uh, post edit insert here because I moved away from the mic to read the names off my phone and that made for bad audio. So let's do it right. Our producer level patrons. Thank you, everyone. This is going out to Gene, Alice, and our new producers, Anne and Chelsea. Thank you so much for your support. We hit our first goal. So um, we now make enough a month to transcribe both episodes of Tuned In Dialed Up that come out in that month and one episode from the backlog. So at the very least, we can sustain and get the backlog eventually uh, transcribed. The next level that we're going to aim for is to get a actual person transcribing the show. So it's not just me with a robot, (laughs) (laughs) which would be nice. (laughs) Thank you all so much. That's really wonderful. All right. Now that we got uh, housekeeping done, it's time for a shining moment. Yeah. Will, what's happened to you? Uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) i've been admittedly i've been really 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 wrapped up in hug house stuff um valence is going to be recording at the end of this month which is crazy our indiegogo is going which is exciting um but you know i think i think what i'm gonna talk about um this week is um a, a twitter thread from Lilith over at Ghost Puncher Court. Oh, Lilith's awesome. Oh, she's so good. She's so good. Um, she had this thread that was about how people talk about gatekeeping all the time in podcasting and and in other, you know, other mediums as well, where we talk about like, oh, there are these gatekeepers who, it, for instance, in podcasting, um, don't want to take people seriously unless they have the best audio quality possible. And that is a problem for sure. But what Lilith brought up is the fact that that 
gatekeeping is a side effect of much larger systemic issues that we're not discussing. And sometimes by only talking about gatekeepers in in the uh, in the view of these very surface level things, we're ignoring the fact that, say, for instance, um, a, a trans woman wouldn't be able to necessarily afford the equipment necessary to have the perfect sound quality, given there is so much discrimination around trans women. And it's harder to find solid employment where you can just afford buying a fantastic mic, you know, without any worry. Um, And I thought it was a really brilliant thread. And it's something that that I've thought a lot about more this year than years before, thanks to people like Lilith. And I think it's a great read and I think it's very informative. So we should link that in the show notes. And Gavin, I will get that link to you. I think I, I think I've had it somewhere. Uh, Good. Hi. Um. I was just sitting in an office chair in the middle of a room recording this because I thought it'd be fun to try out, and it turns out I get really bad posture when I do that. So quick, quick record here, uh, re-record here. I'm talking about how not only was Lilith's thread happening, but uh, Corinne was retweeting it, and I didn't see either of their threads until like hours later. Right. Which is why I think this is also a good reminder that so initially I had liked. Lilith's thread um but then it kept going and I was like I really need to to actually retweet this so remember if there's something that's important like that especially if it's a community discussion and you feel comfortable um retweeting especially if you are somebody who like me um is a much more privileged person than Lilith and has also much more reach than Lilith again probably due to that privilege um, it, it's worthwhile to not just like to show support, but to retweet to get that message out more. Always remember to retweet the things that are important and not Signal just like boosting them. helps. Yep, absolutely. Gavin, what's your um, shining moment from the last two weeks? Well, besides the fact that my TriCast avatar has glasses and yours has like a cocky fedora off it to the sure side, does. which is adorable. Uh, I think <laughs> mine is something that happened this morning, actually. Today was the oh. first day I directed an actor live. Oh! Uh, with standard docking procedure, when I first started casting everybody, uh, or when I was sending everyone acceptance emails, I had them fill out like, what time of the week are you usually available? And I was like, we're going to have table reads. It's going to be great. And then everyone mm-hmm. started filling out their schedules. And I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> that's is, where, yep, that's that's our next hurdle is we have all of the scenes, uh, like, highlighted for what needs a table read and what could be done remotely. And I'm yeah. terrified to get those schedules back. I feel like I, I kind of lucked out early off the bat in that my actors are all, like, fucking magic so (laughs) they they can carry the weight more than Mm -hmm. they should have to but they have Mm -hmm. been doing great without me but um this morning i sat down and got on a discord call with stephanie errata who voices reagan in standard docking procedure and we went through all of reagan's lines in the episode that's coming up pretty soon and even though this script is it has. I've been writing it for a while, but the turnaround time is relatively quick because we have a big um, radio date. Like, um, right. the, there's a, a NPR affiliate in Ohio that's airing 
audio drama at like 11 p.m. on Friday nights and they're doing standard docking procedure uh, last Friday when you're listening to this and this coming Friday. And I put in like the packet for them to read a thing that's like, and the Patreon edit of the new episode is up tonight. Uh, (laughs) So I kind (laughs) of have to get the new one edited and up at least on Patreon by Friday. Right. Uh, which, which means just I need to turn around quickly. But I'm back. This is the first one since podcast movement. So I'm like, oh, I need to actually like be out there and directing and in, engaging right. with my actors a bit more. And while um, I won't be able to do it with a couple of people just because of scheduling, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get two actors on Discord and like it was way less stressful and way less scary than I thought it would be. <laughs> so I have never directed anything in my life. I was in a drama class uh, my freshman year of high school, and I did very little in it. I did not ever want to be on stage. I wanted to be, I guess, kind of, you know, I just wanted to sit in the class, I think, (laughs) (laughs) which is very unlike me because I'm usually uh, a pretty outgoing person, but... I have never directed at all or done anything even close, really. Have you before? Not. I haven't directed. I've just, I've been in a play, which I was cast in after Mm -hmm. casting was done. It was literally, I went to like a function as the, as like the editor of the school paper and the director of the play noticed me and was like, can you do a Jimmy Cagney impersonation? I'm like, not really. And they're like, play him anyway in this production of Shakespeare in Hollywood. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was great. Uh, that was fun. I, I, I've always wanted to do stuff like directing. It's just, I never really gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to stress like the, the session that Stephanie and I had was 10 minutes. Um, and my, I think my two directorial notes of the entire thing i was reading opposite lines just to like so she had something to work off of but at one point i realized for all the times i wrote like stressed or worried in parentheticals at the beginning of a uh, line thinking i wouldn't be talking to them there was one line where like the first half of it if it was inflected as if reagan was realizing something not just like reading it uh, it might play better. So there's like, I got mm-hmm. one extra take on that one and asked her to do it differently. And uh, fucking, oh, there's a running bit where she's like typing numbers into something and saying them out loud because it's radio. So you have to say stuff mm-hmm. you're doing out loud. And the joke is they're all like fucking numbers from sci-fi things. And uh, when we got to that section of the script, I just asked her, uh, would you please just say eight set? 8675309 under <laughs> just mumble it and I'm going to lay it underneath it's not in the script but I'm just going to edit it underneath someone else talking <laughs> <laughs> That's very so, good. so it's not like we had like 5 hours in the booth or something but it was still right. a nice little first interaction with it Yeah were you nervous at all Yeah totally and yeah. tomorrow after we record this so it'll be Friday in the past um for the people listening at home I sit down with uh, Ty Coker, who voices Humphrey, and Ty is like, Humphrey is a huge character in this episode, so we're going through like most of this 27-page script. That'll be fun, though. Yeah. How, I mean, did you just like stay nervous and then get into the call? Did you, 
basically i mean the second yeah. we started talking it's stephanie like we don't we right. haven't voice chatted a lot but it's it's stephanie i get voice i get audio from stephanie every few weeks and we talk on discord because we have a server it's for mm-hmm. the audio drama we make together <laughs> I, right. I think it would have been way worse if this was like the first time we'd ever talked and like i had just cast her or something Right, right. Like, if it had been the ice-breaking virtual table read, that probably would have been a lot more... <laughs> yeah, sounds terrifying. Yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate that we, you know, we have a Discord server as well for Valence, and most of our actors um, hang out there and talk quite a lot, um, especially, like, our... So, yeah, so I'm, I'm very glad that I, I, like, know them by now. Um, there's a few that I don't know as well, but I've talked to... I've talked to everybody, but I think one person, which is very exciting. Um, I'm still so nervous. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, really, really nervous to direct. Like, oh, like, no, I, I totally understand. Like, yeah, even like I'll at some point our schedules will line up so I can direct Julia for uh, Tiff's lines in future right. episodes. But like, I I know Julia Shafini. I have been in the same room as Julia Shafini multiple times. I'll still be like, Julia Shafini is a fucking professional. And here I am just like, can you do that again? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I have so many worries. <laughs> I just like, I, I worry that I'm not going to be able to voice what I mean. Right. You know, like, like hey can you do this but 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 make it make my brain feel the way just don't do the george (laughs) lucas thing and you'll be fine what's that thing george lucas love him love what he did but george lucas couldn't direct his way out of a fucking paper bag when he made the first star wars movie and it was a running joke that his one thing he would just watch you he would watch these three fantastic actors pretend to be on a goddamn spaceship while they're in england (laughs) and then he would walk and go oh oh, okay that's great but faster and more intense and he would just keep saying faster and more intense oh my god the uh you know underground theory to star wars and the things that you hear in like the casual interviews is that basically harrison ford and mark hamill and carrie fisher a lot of their dialogue is slightly different than it is in the script because they were just improvising because george was giving them nothing oh my god yeah that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) i've also so we did interviews with all of our cast members um hey gavin (laughs) uh Okay, we're okay talking to interviews with people. Okay, yeah. So we've done interviews with um, all of our cast members except for one um, who's been moving. Who I, if I talk about who this is, uh, don't let me because they haven't been announced yet. <laughs> um, they've been moving, so we haven't had a chance to talk to them very much. Otherwise, though, we've done, uh, between me, Katie, and Anne, interviews with every single one of our cast members, um, which I don't think is necessary for every show. Like, I don't think that you would necessarily need to do that for standard docking, you know? But that's how y'all roll. It's how we roll, but more, like, more so, Valence is going to be, uh, fairly heavy. Yeah. And it's really important to me that we're taking care of our cast. Um, So when we interviewed them, we asked things like, 
you know, like, like, how do you, how do you like taking direction? But then we also asked, like, what would make this more comfortable to you? And we also tried to emphasize, like, if you need to ollie out, and if you need, like, it, like, if we have a scene that's marked for a table read, and in the scene, you realize that it's, you just cannot do that, or it's making you too uncomfortable, or just making you uncomfortable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to table read that. You can record that alone. I will read your lines for you, or Katie will if it's, you know, if it's one that I've written that's a little too close to home, or I'll do one for if Katie's written something that's too close to home for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were doing these interviews, <laughs> I asked people how they would like to receive direction and mostly I got um you know requests for what not to do and people who have like acted before told me the most buck wild shit I've ever heard actors will just fucking I don't know like I I don't one day when I grow up among many other things I would like to have the confidence of an actor I just I just can't believe how people treat each other. Like, right. One of my one of my actors was like, "Oh, we'll just it would it would be cool if you could like be nice," and I was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> could you not just yell at me?" No, Gavin. Literally. Well, because like, there's all there's like that, that's the thing is like the precious director who's my artist above everything else. I thought that was a joke. I didn't think people were really like that. People are like that. Yeah. What the fuck? What? What the fuck? (laughs) I can't, I can't fucking imagine that. Like, like, there's your actor doing their damn best. Making, taking your, this is me talking about myself, taking your dumbass words on the page that you sent them and making it a real thing. Right. Like, and you're going to have the audacity to be mean to them. Yeah. Like, what what the fuck? The hell? Yeah. Another thing um, is somebody somebody asked if if we're going to have another take of something to please explain what we want to be different. That's the point of a second. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right. So apparently there are people who just say, "Okay, let's take that again. Just for like no reason. (laughs) Can I get another? Can I get another go with that? Right. Like. Like, but, <laughs> what? but like your actor's time is important. I don't under, like, what the fuck? You're not paying them they are, hourly. They, they like, already have the, the effort of acting. And now they also have to like play mental chess with the, the person in the booth or right. the person over Skype. <sighs> Man, it just blows my mind. Cause like we were at podcast movement and there were, you were at the director panel, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when, um, Daniel Shamaya, um, who voices Dakota in Caravan, was talking Gosh, she's so about. Cool. She was talking about how um, they got to like, uh, like one of the limits of the things they talked about was Dakota has some like sexual dialogue, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel was just like a very self-identified like prudish person, and <laughs> she's like mm-hmm. she was very self-conscious about. Um, doing that dialogue so like they they saved it till the end of the day they turned off the lights in the booth there was no one in the booth with her <laughs> mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they went through all that like all this very important um uh 
precautionary effort to make sure things were right. And meanwhile, there are people out there just like, here's the PDF and figure it out. <laughs> nah, man. Like, one of the things, so we only did callbacks for one of our characters. I didn't um, even do any callbacks. Like, shit. I did. Well, we didn't think that we were going to have to. Um, listen to the listeners. Listen to the latest scoring magic as of this this recording. Yeah, we go into yeah. this a little bit. Scor- also, scoring magic is just really good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I put a lot of work into it. That means a lot to me. So, so we only did callbacks for one character, and this is gonna give a little bit away. But I, I don't think it's like giving that much I think away. We'll be fine. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that we did ask when we sent the callbacks. So basically the way that it worked is, you know, we had, we had, uh, sides for everybody to record. Um, and then the top candidates of those sides, um, and also someone else we brought back. And when we brought them back to do the callbacks, we sent them an email that had new sides, but then it also had, um, a few other things just to give more inspiration for the character mm-hmm. and then i had a few questions so one of the questions that we did was like another ollie out question where it was like hey you're gonna have to play through panic attacks are you okay with that are you sure um just because i wanted to give them another out just in case and then the other question was basically like and i think that we did phrase it exactly this way for one person because we knew this person but we basically had to ask like hey are you chill with someone having big fuck energy at you? <laughs> and to this day, I did not necessarily want this to become a thing, but the phrase fuck energy yeah. uh, has has become a, a like actual jargon for our show. What? We have sent scripts to actors before saying, hey, we don't mean this to have fuck energy. But it does. Does it? Is it too much? What do you do? You think that the character would give this much fuck energy at this point? Uh, so that's a thing. But that's like that's so important. Is that like you have to think about your actors with things like this? I can't imagine. Yeah, you, you got like that's the thing is I've been sitting here. Um, we we're, we're, you and I are talking about doing an episode just talking about how like genre has kind of molded over the last two years in audio drama, but also uh, just in the back of my head. I mean, it's like fifteen different audio drama ideas in the back of my head. But um, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to a friend a few months back about uh, they wanted to do a romance. Mm. show and i was like mm-hmm. yelling yes 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 please dear god yes we need more yeah. we need more romantic com- we need more ro- romantic content and um uh not that all romance has to have sex but in, an, in a different conversation was, i think it was in the red light library discord we were talking about how like erotic audio drama is a thing that can exist and, and it does right now and it does like fuck humans is out even though that's like censored and you have to go to the band camp to listen to the uncensored version but like and I would even say, like, to a lesser degree, there is, uh, I mean, there's The Shadows, there's yeah. Caravan, there's Dreamboy, Dream Boy, there's Masala Jones, there's uh, quite a few out there that, again, have big fuck energy. They, they both have big fuck energy, and they have, like, I mean, not to not to spoil anything, I mean, about Dreamboy, but, like, there's actual, yeah. to, use, to use film terminology, on-screen sex, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is, like... 
it's queer sex it's it's mm-hmm. it's it like that's not a thing you get a lot uh caravan is like their whole brand on twitter is the show's horny but like the show does have a sexual shut up Eric. i don't want you air conditioner uh, the, the show's whole like vibe is these characters talk about sex in a frank manner and they talk about their feelings about sex in a frank manner um these are all things that are really needed in the audio drama community and just the world because the world needs to chill the fuck out about erotica uh, yeah, and, and accept it a little bit more in my opinion but um that also means these actors have to be conduits for that energy. They have to be cool mm-hmm. with that. And they also have to be cool with performing that against other people, even if they never meet. And even if they never read lines off of each other, mm-hmm. like even when I do a dumb rated PG sex joke in standard docking procedure, a family friendly, mostly podcast that is not rated explicit on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I obsess over <laughs> Right. And then I'll, and then I'll put that little joke in, and then I'll send it off to like Julia or Lucy, and then I'll just immediately get a joke back about love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk about this for a sec? Because this is something that I have not talked about a lot. Um, I get so like. And I am not a prudish person, as you know. I I think we're about to agree on something. Go on. (laughs) I get so bashful and embarrassed when I write even the slightest, like, tiny romantic thing. Right. Even a little. Like, I I literally have not even written a point where uh, characters have acknowledged each other in any romantic way. And I still... (laughs) I have hangups about it, but mine are, I think mine are a little more fear-based <laughs> in that if I try to write characters flirting, I always like, I, I have to have Jordan read them because otherwise I'll just sit there and you'll just hear me like type, 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 delete key, pause, type, 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 <laughs> and just over and over and over and redo it, redo it. Um, it's weird. Yeah. Cause like these characters exist in my head, but right. I'm also thinking of like professional actors da 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 are going to be reading this and then I'm gonna put it on the internet. It's hard to remember that it, it also is like a creative entity in the end. Um, yeah. Like the actors contain so much of what makes that character that character. It's hard to think about the fact that like we are all trying to get to an end goal together. It's not just like I throw this thing at them and and something comes out the other end. <laughs> right. And like so far, like so first off, I can say that the char- the actors playing the characters involved in this. Oh man, can I say these things? What can I say here? You could just make up stuff that's vaguely related. Yeah, I'm trying to gauge. No, I'll I'll just yeah, I'm good. I'll just keep it where it's at. So the the actors playing specific characters, I know that I don't need to worry about them. They'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're gonna be fine. Well, like it, and let's oh, put go it, ahead. I, like I have a similar case where um, uh, what is it? Or no, there was all, there was a mini in which Jordan Cobb and Tiff have flirt energy. And Julia, oh, yeah. I think Julia's <laughs> message was something along the lines of, "Of course, well, if anyone's going to 
flirt back and forth with me. <laughs> um, right. The, the, she, the, they would be Jordan. Um, and this is similar things with uh, uh, her and Lucy. So, like, I, I, I know beforehand they are cool with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. you are talking to someone who had like I I've run a porn review podcast for a year. Right. That was the first thing I made, and I even tried my hand at like writing meme jokey bullshit porn that I could sell for ninety nine cents and make gas money while I was in mm-hmm. college. And but I would just keep right like I remember when raw water was a meme. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So when that first started, I was like, oh okay, I'll write raw water, raw passions, a meme erotica, and that'll. <laughs> be like the beginning of my series and it was like i started coming up with the scene and then i just kept writing and i kept writing and it was three thousand words and no sex yep. has happened and i'm like oh shit <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're supposed to like make the beginning of the book up until the first sex scene free so they get a taste and it's gonna be the whole book <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. so i just didn't do it but yeah. um that's where i'm coming from on that one <sighs> yeah yeah i don't know what it is like like i <laughs> We don't even, so I, I have been allowed by Anne, <laughs> we have been permitted one smooch noise per season. One. <laughs> that is, that is what we get. That's powerful though, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. That makes it um, more, that makes it mean something. Right. And it will, like in the context, it will, but. But that's what I'm saying is, like, it's nothing. Like, it's it's a nothing thing. And it still makes me feel so shy and so embarrassed. And, like, for context, this is going to be a podcast that is going to have almost verbatim conversations I have had with my husband in the some of the worst moments of my mental health and that i'm like it's fine yeah whatever yeah it's fine it's fine a smooch oh no scare me Mm -hmm. (laughs) well we you and i have sat here as critics with our with our with our critic i guess caps on fucking what berets i don't know uh no berets berets are for directors so we just we we cock them to the side slightly and suddenly it's a critic uh You have to have the Cecil B. DeMille striped shirt for it to be a director. Uh, <laughs> right. We have sat here as director, as as critics, and we have been like, oh, audio drama is one of the things that turns people away from audio drama is because it's in your ear. It's so intimate, and that intimacy can be really intense. But like, that's true on the other side of the mic too, or on the other side of the keyboard, I guess, because like it is oh, an yeah, intimacy you have to construct. Wow, I never thought of it that way. Wow. <laughs> anyone who's had any intimacy in their show is just gesturing at the podcast which is whatever form it is right now just like fuck <laughs> <laughs> have there have there been any other moments in writing that have made you like either embarrassed or stressed out like oh the international podcast month minisode 1000 percent Oh, why? One hundred thousand percent. Um, well, for one thing, I started writing it too late because <laughs> that's my <laughs> thing. Uh, I started writing it too late, and as a compromise, because for in my head, I don't want to. I don't want to put my actors out and make them have to work hard. Um, right. I decided to bring back the the goof from when we were crowdfunding the show, mm-hmm. where <laughs> I I am in the 
universe of the show. Like, I am the writer, and I also have to work shitty part-time jobs to pay for the thing. <laughs> and everyone's always confused about how that actually works, and even I don't get it. It's just, like, I just... The capitalism <laughs> sucks so much, I have to work inside my own fictional reality. That's extremely good. <laughs> so, I mean, so the joke of the mini-sode, which is out by now, I think, or soon, check mm-hmm. your International Podcast Month feed, kids. Uh, the 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 running thread is it's the episode's called Crossover Conundrum and it's literally just me being woken up by uh, two of the four main characters and they're like hey it's International Podcast Month episode day and I'm like oh shit I forgot to write something they're like we did it for you we called everybody on your Discord private messages <laughs> and invited all of them and there's like three cameo guests of, of uh, audio drama people that I asked to be on the show and they said yes because they're all super cool people for some reason uh, <laughs> and uh, they all did like one line but That's so good. Ninety ninety nine percent of that script is me just talking, and then uh, either Ty or Julia or one of the guest actors like bouncing off of that. Right. Um. So I was like, I, I like I wrote it really quick. I didn't do as many drafts as I wanted to, and I, I I am of the opinion it's not good, but it's still out there in the world for people to fucking listen to. Uh, I do not like when I have a time limit. <laughs> at all because oh, I so... start psyching myself out so much especially if I'm in the thing yeah that's understandable hug house is the exact opposite we one of our um like bigger conflicts recently as as teammates was all of us feeling like we didn't do enough to contribute and then being frustrated with others and not having th- you know like like other people not having their thing done so we could do our thing and we had to all remind each other that like we need hard deadlines yeah all three of us need hard deadlines or else we're never going to get things done um and we've had to like really re-up on doing that which has been difficult like i don't like giving deadlines no I like yeah having i don't them. either I don't think I've ever yeah, stated like a deadline that. to actors. I've just been like, would Monday work? Question mark. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's not in to... like a. I don't. I, I don't expect that anybody, either in standard docking procedure or anything I make from here on out, is incapable of meeting that deadline. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know. Like uh, case in point, Van Ernst is an actor in the real world, and so is Jordan mm-hmm. Cobb. Like I. I don't know if they're they're in tech week for a Shakespeare play that actually matters and is a union production, you know? Right, um, right. But there's also something to be said there is I make my own deadlines and then I don't really, uh, I'm not good at working, you know, the, that first 80% of the time I have to do oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And that's not I... me just being, oh, I just write it all in one sitting the day before and it's fine. It's not fine. There's lots of mistakes and lots of problems right. and a lot of jokes don't work and there's not like callbacks and shit. Uh, point being, if you, <laughs> I, I am disorganized and need to address that. Uh, and hopefully those of you out there who can recognize you also operate that way can possibly do that before you fuck up a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, might I recommend teammates <laughs> they're really great um i know that i am extremely organized in some ways and i know that i'm a goddamn mess in most ways 
I mean, but there, to some extent, there's also what Michelle Nicolaisen said, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's better to go, it's better to say it's 95%, that's fine, and hit send, than right, go for right. that 100% and fuck it up. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, have there, since you've started all of this, what have been, like, the most surprising things to you that you've found? As far as, like, from behind the scenes? Yeah. Uh, Well, one, everyone being super up for it, which is weird, because, like... No, I totally Objectively, like, they auditioned, they wanted to be in the show. It's not like I... It's not like I ran up and, like, tapped these people behind the scenes. Um, I mean, I did do that. There's um, the, the the horror audio drama I was going to do for October before I just got fucking swamped. Um, and I'm going to push it back to be a... Uh, I think it's going to be a New Year's thing. That's me making Ooh. a deadline for myself, which is a stupid idea. But it, the themes of it fit New Year's really well, accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I might push that back. But like that that has a cast of five people, I think? Five or mm-hmm. six. Uh, we I, did, I didn't even make a server for it. I made a group chat. And that's the group chat I will be texting um, to be like, hey, so it's not going to happen in October and I want to do it right. Uh all these people are like super into it, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I think that's perform. I think that's that's uh, imposter syndrome um, creeping up on me a little bit. But the amount of time someone it had, I've just messaged someone and they're like, "Yes, fucking great, sure." I've got two guest voice actors for the next episode that's not even written yet, but I know the vague plot, and I was like, "Hey, so character archetype, what do you think?" And twenty minutes later, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. So I've. <laughs> Okay, so one of my actors, uh, his name is John Westover. He is a newcomer to audio drama. Um, He's playing Nico in our production. Um, I've known him for like 10 years, and he officiated my wedding, um, which uh, we're very, very, very close. This is not why he got the role, by the way. Yeah, no, but I would think you would be close with the person who officiated your wedding. True. I mean, most people aren't close to like priest and shit, but he's not priest and shit. Um, So... And again, for the record, all three of the Hug House founders rated every single audition separately, and he did get hands down. Oh, I, I can somewhat, yes. I can somewhat vouch for that because y'all were like a mess during the audition yeah. process. <laughs> yeah, um, he's literally perfect for the role. Nobody else could have could have played this character. Um, so this also means, though, that he fucking knows me (laughs) and knows exactly what I'm doing sometimes and can call me on my shit. I know what you're doing, Williams. (laughs) Pretty much. And more than once, he has messaged me saying, I understand that you want to compensate your actors for everything they do and you don't want to take advantage of them. That's very good of you. But you need to understand that we're all really excited and we want to do things regardless of whether or not you pay us. So please let us do things because we are having fun. <laughs> and I just had to be like, no. This can't possibly be fun for you. No. You're here against your will, person who this signed up for this. work. <laughs> and like, to some extent, I'm fucking right. You know, yeah. like, like I should be calm. But also... There's something there, I guess. And that's, like you said, that's been one of the most shocking things 
and I guess that's like you said, imposter syndrome, but I don't know how to handle it. Like, I just, I just, I just want everyone to feel like they're being treated fairly and respected. And I didn't expect this to be the problem, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's alarming. I don't know what to do with it. What are, you, what are you least looking forward to as you get closer to people actually recording stuff? Oh, Christ. Uh, uh, um, directing. What are you most looking forward to? Hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> there, okay, so, so like Katie and I are writing certain episodes, we're also directing certain episodes. Um... And like I've said, Valence is going to be fairly heavy, and it's going to be pulling from a lot of things that hit really, really, really close to home for me. And I am very excited to hear the episodes I have written that hit really close to home for me because I won't have directed them because that just wouldn't be a good situation for me um, or for the actors, really. And I'm very excited to hear those because essentially it will be like a bespoke podcast episode (laughs) like made just for me and my catharsis you know (laughs) um which i think is actually like a totally valid uh, method of creation that people might undersell for themselves but i'm really looking forward to that um and i'm also like i'm really looking forward to people hearing our actors so so, like I said, John Westover is a newcomer, and he's going to fucking kill it, and I know he is. We have Katie Chin, who's a new actor. She does, um, like, improv and what have you, but she's never done an audio drama before. And she, her audition, oh my god, it was so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was so funny. She really, like, took it to fun places with her improv. She totally nailed how, like, annoyed this character is. She's going to kill it. And then I'm also really excited for people to hear Josh because we have Josh Rubino playing the lead. And Josh Rubino has been in um, a few podcasts before. Um, I'm going to say that again because I was wiggling my mouse because it went on Mm -hmm. sleep. Okay. Josh Rubino has been in a few podcasts before um, in Windfall and in Caravan. And he does like very specific voices for those. And it's kind of, uh, it's very, very genre forward. And him playing the lead is going to be, I think, the first time released in the wild (laughs) that he's playing not just a protagonist, but like a fairly realistic protagonist. Mm -hmm. Um, he's not going to be doing a voice. He is not going to be doing something. I mean, it is a, a genre-heavy show, but it's not very genre-forward. Like, the genre yeah. is there for the purpose of metaphor versus the purpose of, like, building a, a big, beautiful world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited. Like, I've heard their work. I've heard their auditions. I've heard them do things. And I, I just... I'm, I'm excited... I'm very excited and very honored that, like, I get to present these people in these roles. Um, And I'm excited for people to hear them, because they're going to be fucking great. Oh, actually, I guess there's, like, one thing I can... I just remembered something that happened behind the scenes that caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> this is very specific, but uh, I think this can apply to something in general. If you, when you do a casting call, if you are emailing people back, uh, do it before you release a teaser trailer for the show, um, because there was a there was a situation with the ghost in three B where uh, I didn't explicitly say in the casting call that there were other characters that existed that were already cast. Uh, there were two people who I knew, three people I already knew beforehand were going to play these roles, and then the casting call was to fill out the rest of the cast and find some people to play off of them, uh, and that's what I was keeping in mind. I didn't say that, so there were uh, there there were a couple of people who um, thought the they didn't notice that the characters had different names than the ones in the casting calls and thought I had cast the things oh. that they were auditioning for already and oh, recorded no. and put something out without emailing them when, oh, no. when in actuality, like I had the script for that teaser and had started recording it during the casting call. Cause like it had no one <laughs> associated. Oh, no. And like that's not that's not that's not on that person for no, no, being no. upset by that. That's on no, that me totally for not thinking that through. I would not have thought of that, especially like, since like one of the casting have, call but... thing is like you make up fake names for your characters if there's like a plot reason. Yeah, um, I did something similar, but not. I didn't make it up. I just <laughs> emitted some things. Um, though I think those things are out now. When we did our casting releases but yeah yeah well gavin should we should we move on to our recommendations this week this has been such a nice this has been nice and chill yeah it felt really 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 good to talk to someone who's not on my team but does what i'm doing (laughs) even if like in a very different genre it felt really good to just like shoot the shit and you know get some validation that like i'm not alone in feeling stressed out about things so thank you. I appreciate this. All right. Well, it's time for the part of the show where we recommend podcasts, and one of them isn't real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will, I want to start off, and this isn't, the, like, I promise you, this isn't the pun, and I just want to say that right off the bat, because the title uh-huh. of the show is just fucking bonkers. <laughs> okay. Video games are the worst thing on earth. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is a chat show in which two friends um, and uh, usually a third guest host just sit around and talk about the just fucked things that are happening in gaming. <laughs> oh god. So like the episode uh, have you played do you have any attachment to the Final Fantasy 7 remake at all or like the original no. game? So there's a main character whose name I've already forgotten. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 was for the PlayStation 1 and all the characters are super po- polygonal because it was literally one of the first games produced in 3D for the PlayStation Wait. 1. Oh my god, are you talking about the figures? I'm talking about the boobs, yes. So, um... Oh, no, no, no. Do you know about the, the actual, like, figurines? No. Okay, I'm gonna mute my mic. You keep talking. I have to find these things for you. Go They're for amazing. Uh, so, for those listening at home who aren't, who aren't bought into the Final Fantasy VII remake yet, basically, one of the first games for the PlayStation 1... Hat was a it was, it was a Final Fantasy game, and it's like a really good one that is legendary. Um, thing is, it's made at the beginning of 3D processing, so the characters are very polygonal, they're very blocky, and the women's boobs are literally a polygon that has been pulled straight out to make one breast and then the other. In the real world, they would be like gravity defying huge boobs as a result, yeah. 
generally looks painful. Yeah, it looks painful. It, it's like torpedo bra 50s level. Like, ugh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about it in a realistic perspective, which you're not, because they look like fucking cartoon characters in a JRPG. Right. Final Fantasy VII is now coming, and since the Final Fantasy games and the animated films that accompany them and the, like, just animated cutscenes that go into Final Fantasy games are so hyper-realistic, good-looking now... The creator of Final Fantasy, I think, I think I forget his name, but like the creator of Final Fantasy VII has talked about the fact that the, one of these characters, she is very athletic and she's very, uh, she moves around a lot on the battlefield. A lot of her combat is like, I mean, it's a JRPG, like people are bouncing all over like Yoda and fucking attacking the clones. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot more sense if she's wearing a goddamn sports bra. And her, right. she, so it is obvious to anyone on the planet who understands how human anatomy works that is a woman who has sizable breasts but is wearing a sports bra. And the amount of gamers who started losing their shit over SJWs oh ruining gaming because they made her boobs smaller. Uh, at one point, someone asked, is it even canon that uh, have sports bras been brought up at this point in this Final oh Fantasy God. canon? Uh, some of it is people, some of it is Russian bots pretending to be real people to get people spun up into a tizzy. Like, I refuse to believe a lot of this shit is said by actual human beings, but there are also people like One Angry Gamer who write blog posts about... Um, <laughs> It, uh, the game Celeste has a new ending cutscene if if you get the free DLC and mm-hmm. one frame of that where it's like a, a painting you can see on the main character's desk is a teeny little trans flag and a teeny little like LGBT flag uh, teeny they are the smallest things in frame you have to zoom mm-hmm. in to see them one angry gamer took a screenshot and cropped it to just be the flags and talked about how huge they were and then someone was like here's the real thing and he's like, yeah, but if you zoom in on just the flags, they're the biggest thing. Oh, my God. The logic, the la- the complete lack of human empathy in these things. Video games are the worst thing on Earth is a, is a podcast in which two guys talk about shit like that. That happens on almost a daily basis in the gaming community. I mean, people are bitching and moaning about fucking Mortal Kombat 11 uh, catering to SJWs because one of the characters who had boob windows and was basically wearing a bikini in her original outfit is wearing like actual clothing now it that i, I know i'm focusing on uh a uh, female presenting character gets more clothes but that's kind of just <laughs> that's kind of that's, <laughs> that's it that's, a, that's <laughs> yeah. a big thing for a lot of um uh, uh shitty people in the gaming community so yeah uh video games are the worst thing on earth is not like the highest quality sounding podcast in the world but they have they're they're doing they're doing good work by talking about how garbage the gaming community is. The um they also have a Patreon exclusive show that they release some episodes of on the feed in which they take an old issue of a gaming magazine and then just go through it and talk about the wackadoo shit you can find in there. Uh, mm-hmm. The episode I listened to, they talked about um I think it was called N Force. It was a Nintendo-based magazine in uh, the UK in the 90s. And because it was a Nintendo magazine, they were, like, so angrily against Sega. It was, like... <laughs> they were fa- they were fantasizing about a snuff film for Sonic in one of the letters to the editors. Like, it was just wild how gaming has been exactly the same for all these years. <laughs> it's just the internet made it easier for people to find those things. So, yes, the name of the show is uh, Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. Nice. 
Will, what do you got? So, it's going to be a real one. All right. It's passenger list. Woo! Good, because yeah, I so, haven't listened yet, and I really feel bad about it. Oh, it's fucking good, my guy. You're telling me a Lauren Shippen production is good. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the fucking dream team of audio drama. Right. It's It's buck wild. So... <sighs> Back when Panoply still existed, in 2018, we... <laughs> Sorry, it's just... I know. In my head, that had to be like a five-year gap for you to say something like that, and it wasn't. But it, like, in my heart, it was. Yeah. So, uh, Podcast Movement 2018, Lauren Shippen and John Dryden um, announced that they're going to be making for Panoply, a podcast called Passenger List, which has a lot of mystery wrapped around it. Um, I'm fucking stoked. Duh. Because it's Lauren Shippen and John Dryden. Like, what else could you ask for? Um, For listeners who don't know, Lauren Shippen made The Bright Sessions, John Dryden made Tumen Bay, and a few other things. Um, They're both working on quite a lot. Um, So I was stoked. And then Panoply... Uh, self-immolated and there was news of some shows going to some places and all I kept doing was checking every single source for any mention of Passenger List (laughs) and all we got was like Passenger List is gonna, gonna be made but I was like, yeah, but what But what does that mean? Like, yeah, that means I need news. It, this is it, all it I care real, about in my life. <laughs> Will almost had, like, the, the cork board with the red string going on. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, for, for a year, because we only got news about where it was going to eventually land, either at Podcast Movement 2019 or just after. Um Or I guess maybe, like, just before. Everything's a blur. Anyway, moral of the story is Passenger List finally got taken up by the best possible house it could have found. Radiotopia. Fuck yeah. Holy shit. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for both Lauren Shippen and John Dryden. I'm happy for Radiotopia to be focusing more on long-form fiction, because so far... Um, in fiction, all they've really had is the, the truth. truth, which yeah. is phenomenal. Um, and the truth has been getting into a few more like serialized productions, which have been great. Good on them, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you listened to the Body Genius, but it's it's actually like pretty up your alley. It's fucking good. Um, anyway, moral of the story is Passenger List is phenomenal, and it is out now. A few episodes are. It stars Kelly Marie Tran of Star Wars. The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. Um, Christopher Dole of Arden on my Discord server recently was like, Passenger List is if Lauren Shippen made Limetown, but instead of it being about, like, conspiracies... Well, no, still conspiracies. Instead of it being about, like, medical testing... It's about grief. Have we have you have you mentioned like the the elevator pitch for the show yet? No. What is the elevator pitch for the show? I should know this. The the it's like a flight disappeared, right? 
Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, you mean, like, the plot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You know, I should probably talk about the plot. Yeah, I was just um, trying to remember if you had said that yet. No. No, I haven't. Uh, so, the the concept is a flight disappears going from New York to London with 247 passengers on it, one of which is the twin brother of the protagonist, played by, again, Kelly Marie Tran, um, and she is trying to figure out what the fuck happened to this plane. Um... It is stunning. The production value, the, the person who worked on the production for Homecoming did the production for Passenger List. So it, it is, at first, a little shockingly glossy. Mm-hmm. You can tell that this was like a very well-funded project, which it should be. Um, it might take, I will say, for people who listen to a lot of independent audio dramas, it might take a little warming up to in that regard. Um, but it sounds beautiful. Um, it it sounds fantastic. The acting is, of course, amazing. The writing is so intriguing. Um, like like Christopher Dole kind of alluded to, there's like a lot of conspiracy going on. There is a lot of mystery, but it it's also just so emotional so immediately that that feeling of grief is so prominent. It can. I could see it feeling maybe even a little bit uncomfortably emotional or tender in some moments. Um, But as somebody who has, like, experienced grief, it feels really good to hear it depicted in this way. Um, Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. And it's going to, I think, keep being something that makes 2019 a standout year. Um, And that is, again, Passenger List. Gavin, what's your second recommendation? My second recommendation is a uh, it's a it's a modern tale because it involves fucking Bitcoin because of course everything is involved fucking Bitcoin now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh it's like a short run investigative journalism thing where it's about a person who finds a laptop that has a wallet for uh, someone who like bought Bitcoin as a goof in like what two thousand five? What did this start? Uh, like years ago when you could get a Bitcoin for no fucking money and now that's tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So the person who finds this laptop now has an unexpected amount of money at their disposal and the podcast is called Windfall. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change the title on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> What's your real one? Ah, <laughs> uh, my real one. What, by the way, just to pause for a quick second, what's the deal with these Final Fantasy figures? Because to me, it just looks like they're pretty good renderings of the original characters. Yeah, I just think it's cute that they made them, like, instead of making them look like characters on, like, concept art, it's like literally that, they that were just taken. That is the 3D model from the game. Yeah, it's yeah, so cute. The thing I just think it's really funny. The character they're throwing a fit about is the one on the left. Like, yep, yeah, I she's, figured. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking sports bras are too much, apparently. Yep. <sighs> People are horrible. Yep. What's your actual second rec? I'm sc- scrolling through here real quick. I'm trying not oh, to. Legit. I'm trying not to just pick one of the science podcasts from my list, which means all of my science podcasts are off the fucking table. Yep. Uh, Fan it- Wars: The Empire Claps Back. Hell yes! Hell yes! Fan Wars: The Empire Claps Back has been recommended on this show, but episodes are being redone so that the first. 
eight chapters are going to be re-edited. Um, there are some complications with the original sound designer, and the first few episodes needed a little bit more polish. Uh, Fan Wars The Empire Collapse Back is about two Star Wars fans who absolutely hate each other, but it's yes. a rom-com, so you know where this is yep. going. Um, the The basic plot that you kind of figure out yourself is like we are listening to ims over skype between steven and jackie um steven and jackie were on a big star wars forum a fan forum and then it was being shot down and jackie posted her like skype details for people that like she was friends with on there to add her on skype steven (laughs) oh steven Oh, Steven. Steven's one of those little shits who bought into the, like, uh... uh Ray didn't... You didn't see Ray train the lightsabers, so she shot possibly a Jedi. Like, that shit where it's, like, throwing a hissy fit about, uh, a Mar- she's a Mary Sue, uh, and complaining about the new Star Wars movies not establishing character. Basically, like, forcing the not Mark Hamill <laughs> characters right. to, uh, live up to way impossible standards. Things that I referenced earlier with the Russian bots thing, um, not entirely backed up by actual human beings. Uh, we live in a world where Star Wars movies reviews were tanked by a foreign government's hacking. Great. Um, Steven buys into that like last Jedi criticism crap and uh, Jackie does not agree with him on it. So he shows up and he's just being kind of a dick to her, but then they kind of just start, clicking as friends (laughs) and like one thing that's really interesting is that some of his criticisms of things are legit totally valid exactly and she doesn't expect them to be because people who have those opinions usually have them for the wrong reasons it's almost like he has he has like this quiver of easy insults that he's picked up from around the internet that don't actually mean anything but he's still saying them but right. then he gets to an actual piece of criticism, and that's when they start having a conversation about it. Um, I'm, this is not to say that this podcast, the the fiction of Fan Wars is very much meant to be lighthearted. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to Absolutely. be cute. It's, I, it's we're, so we're, fun. we're not sitting here saying this is like legitimizing shitty trolls about The, the Last Jedi. If you didn't, it, yeah, it does not do that at if all. If you did not like the new Star Wars movies perfectly fucking fine but if you don't like the new star wars movies because you're women like fuck off like (laughs) delete this show uh fan wars is just it's like i said earlier we need more rom-coms we need more romance we need more flirting we need more like characters engaging with each other uh because just like this stuff is so fucking good i listened to all eight uh episodes of fan wars like in one go Mm-hmm. It is so good. The new, like, re- the remastered version of Chapter One just came out, and it is like it is really, re- really well remastered. Uh, and I normally don't like plug Patreon stuff for a recommendation on the show, but I do want to say because of the 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 conceit of fan wars being we are listening to im messages and then we're also kind of getting the idea that some of these conversations are actual voice chats, and one of them is like a a FaceTime chat while one of them is shit face drunk. <laughs> yeah. It is it's a very good it's, episode. It's a very good episode. The way the Patreon content is built is they are videos in which you read text messages between characters. Some Oh that's so cute. Some are characters you haven't seen on the show and might not even, but you've heard referenced. So like you get to hear um, you get to hear Jackie's kind of inner monologue as she talks to her friend when she's starting to kind of realize, oh I think 
I think he likes me, and I think I kind of also maybe uh, were that part. <laughs> and then there's also like um, something goes wrong in one of the episodes, and there's a big fucking Gilmore Girls throwdown fight. And one of the Patreon bonuses is the text conversation the day after between them. And uh, I'm here to tell you, folks, like, you know how in movies when you just hear, like, <laughs> you're just sitting there watching people text. Mm-hmm. And then turns out one of the more effective storytelling techniques you can have in the modern world is someone asking a question and you know what the person typing should say. And then you see the little typing thing. And then it stops. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. Fan Wars, uh, The Empire Claps Back, is great if you're a Star Wars fan. There's a lot of Star Wars content, a lot of funny jokes. If you're not into Star Wars, you do not need to be to listen to Fan Wars and enjoy it. It is yeah. a good fucking romantic comedy on its own. And that is coming yes. from someone who finds modern romantic comedies insane sufferable in films because they're all like they're all really toxic this yeah. one is not also yeah uh neither of the main characters are white and that is yeah. a that is a, a conversation they have early on <laughs> yeah that's like that's one of i think like my favorite scenes is the way that they that they talk about that is is really really interesting and fascinating and something I'd love to see more in audio drama. Um, Shanae Howard is just doing Shanae Howard s- is such fucking, fucking amazing. good work. Like yeah, I, I just I can't state that enough. I am so excited to see where this show goes and what she works on from here on out. She's working on ah uh, shit, I don't have it in front of me, but she's working on something else that's not fan wars as well, and I'm really excited. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Will, what do you got? Okay, so. You know how it's Halloween right now? Yeah, I may because, have I may have a podcast invested in that. Uh-huh. Um so there's this audio drama that I like. It is set in a small town in the southwest, kind of like, I mean, like smaller than Phoenix, um probably smaller than Albuquerque, but you know, out yonder. Um so there's like a good southwestern gothic kind of feel, which you know is up my alley, and every fall this little town goes all out for Halloween. Um, like everybody really gets into it. And this year in like in the fiction, they take it a little bit too far and accidentally like wake up some kind of eldritch thing, which is bad. Um, and all of the lighthearted spooks and frights get just like way too real, way too fast. Uh, but all of these scientists notice and come to investigate and the locals help fight it back. Um, and there is a radio announcer kind of like documenting this whole thing. And it's called Welcome to Freyville. Oh, fuck me. I was sitting here doing unwell puns in my head. And you, <laughs> like, you, that you twisted that at the last second. That was really good. Yeah, it's good. That came from Katie. Uh, <laughs> Very good, Katie. It's, it was a good, good job, Katie. Good job. Uh, my actual second recommendation is a chat cast, which I don't usually do, but I really like this one. It's called You're Wrong About. <laughs> and each episode, they talk about something that you are probably wrong about. And it does not come from, like, cockiness. It's more like the way that society talks about this thing is really flawed because the things that we assume are facts are totally not. Um, 
So for instance, one that I just talked about for Podmass is uh, you were wrong about Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. Yeah, no, fuck that narrative. Right. But it goes like, it goes so in depth on why it's wrong. So the way that they do it is they, they, you know, start with this assumption of like, here's how society talks about this thing. And it is so well researched, but it's not like... I would say it's even more informal than, like, spirits. Like, they're really shooting the shit. Um, and they just talk about the history of this thing, and they're very funny. So, for instance, for Yoko Ono, instead of it centering around um, John Lennon, they center it all around Yoko Ono and her narrative um, about the fact that she was a very well-known artist before she ever met John Lennon. The fact that that they met when he went to her yeah, gallery. Yeah, he was at her gallery. Right. Um, and then talking about, you know, like, obviously, the deep, deep racism and misogyny um, that that contributed to how white Americans talk about Yoko Ono, especially in that era. Um, the most recent episode, I think it came out today as of recording, so the 19th as of recording, is about the Janet Jackson Super Bowl. nip slip. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, right. Um and it's fucking buck wild. Like, I knew that there was some shenanigans about the nip slip, but I don't know about you, Gavin. I'd always heard it as like, oh, this was a publicity stunt for her, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I knew that that wasn't the case, but I did not realize, like, basically, all of the information about this incident has been erased by one person who didn't want it talked about for a very specific fucking bonkers reason. It's not Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone that you, like, it's, it's fucking crazy. Um, so again, that's You're Wrong About. Gavin, did you already do your second... Yeah, you did. It's Fan Wars. Yeah. Is that everything? I think so. Hang on. Oh, my God. Table here. <laughs> did, have they done McDonald's? Mm, I don't think so. Well, I just the, the first thing I thought of was the hot coffee thing. Hot coffee? Probably. I'll have to look in there in their archive. I've I'm, just, I'm just started listening right to now. it. I, yeah. But also, that one is like, that one is so big yes like i'm sure it doesn't necess- necessitate that but there are also dumbasses out there like you should to play because the coffee was hot, hot. <laughs> coffee yeah it's almost yeah. like if you have one of the biggest uh food companies in the world put all their money behind it they can bury anything huh wow almost mm. wow oh they didn't have some snuff films i really want to listen to this do it. Uh, it's really this good. This is going to ruin me over the weekend because I'm just going to listen to all this. Yeah, I knew uh, you'd like it. <laughs> so that was that, those were our recommendations. Um, I want to uh, quickly, because I just yeah. opened up my phone. Uh, today is National Voter Registration Day. So if you haven't hey. registered to vote yet, go do that. Register to vote. And remember that if you plan on voting in the primaries, you cannot be registered as an independent. I know that a lot of you... I know that a lot of you put a lot of principle behind registering as an independent, and I understand this, but please remember that if you're registered as an independent, you cannot vote in the primaries. And if you are registered as an independent, 
They do not want to hear your opinions about the primaries. Thank you. All right, Will, where can people find me online? People can find me at uh, at Will W. Writes. That's W-I-L-W underscore writes on Twitter. You can find me at WillWilliams.reviews. That's Will with one L. Um, and all over the place. Gavin, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at thepodreport.com. I do freelance writing for Discover Pods. Um, my Twitter handle is at thepodreport. Uh, the podcast I'm really pushing right now is my uh, daily experiment where every day of September I'm doing an episode on a podcast called Spook Timber, which yeah. is just about stuff to help you get in the mood so that when October 1st rolls around, you're not just kind of being like, and now I can get ready for Halloween. Now you'll be like primed and have watched stuff and listened podcasts and like gone out and gotten decorations and stuff so that you can actually enjoy the best month of the year yeah uh, and if you want to support tuned in dialed it's up, called spook timber it's called spook timber if you want to support <laughs> tuned in dialed up and everything we do as well as uh letting the show grow and expand and do other things uh and as well as specifically uh what we're aiming towards is paying a real person to transcribe the show so i don't have yeah. to because it sucks and i respect it anyone sucks. who does it because they're way better at it than me <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Gavin G. There's a, a couple little small things. No, I, I kind of rolled all my stuff I do into one Patreon. So like mm -hmm. if it's not on standard docking procedure, it's probably like there's going to be outtakes from this episode where Will and I talk about fucking pumpkin coffee for three minutes. Uh, <laughs> there's <laughs> there's, there's going to be outtakes from this episode on it. There's going to be um, stuff from my blog uh, and uh just uh, other little things I'm doing. I might throw up some spook timber extras because I cut out a lot there. Even do though, it, do it, do even it, do it. Even though there's not like spook timber stuff normally on that feed. Anyway, patreon.com forward slash Gavin G. You can support Tuned In Dialed Up. Help us do more of what we do. Uh, and I think that'll about do it. Will, thank you so much for joining me on this, on this September evening. Yeah, thank you too. This was really nice. And thank you, listener, for coming along on this ride. Thank you, listener. Bye. Green in that fuck energy. <laughs> that Bye. that good fuck energy. Oh man, the the the, the transcriber is gonna love those last few lines. <laughs> Bye. Bye.